0: An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what's been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you're to name him Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. So um, Merry Christmas. Again, I know this is a little different, not exactly what we expected, um, but this is the opportunity that God's given to us and so we're going to make much of it, right? I mean, seriously, every Christmas Eve tends to be the same anyway. Um, if I was to take a lie detector test, which I don't know why I would need to, I'll just be honest with you, um, uh, Christmas Eve messages are probably the hardest to prepare. Um, they're probably the messages that I, I, I like the least. Um, so I just thought I was reflecting on that and, and i gonna explain why, so you're not like, what a heathen, let me explain why. So over the past calendar year, I've, I've preached uh, more than 100 times and uh without question, even looking up to this weekend and Christmas Eve, I just got stuck i i 'm trying to figure out what it is that i 'm supposed to share for christmas um, i 'm sitting at starbucks and i'm i 'm reading the Christmas story out of Luke Two and then here in matthew chapter one and i 'm not necessarily unimpressed by the christmas story i 'm just way too familiar with it and so, as I read that story, what i 'm thinking as a, your pastor and as someone who wants to to share something that is life-changing and encouraging and eye-opening and ah, is that unless I'm reading the stories and it's like, ah, it's the same story. It's the same story over and over again. How how can I make this interesting? How can I make this even the slightest bit different than the past 20 years you've gone to Christmas Eve services? Um, Everybody's heard the story and, and, (laughs) <laughs> All of us have probably heard some poor pastor get up and try to put his own unique spin on it with characters or sound effects or movie clips or um, exciting and inspiring facts, trivia about the Christmas story, which when it turns out may or may not in fact be true. They just found them on Google. And so we, we tend to do that too often. Um, so how, how can I say something that you've not heard before? I mean, maybe if I, I brought a camel on stage, maybe... Maybe if I was out in a field with a bunch of shepherds and surrounded by sheep and, and videoed it, maybe maybe that was the answer. Maybe that's the thing that would, would do it. Maybe maybe if I just stopped right here and said, I want to show you a clip of the greatest Christmas movie ever made and just kind of stepped to the background, had the, the movie zoom in so you got to see it. The greatest Christmas movie ever made without a question. There shouldn't be a debate. Die hard, right? I'm just kidding. I have no dog or pony in that race. I'm just just trying to kick a beehive, so so you're welcome, talk amongst yourselves, you can argue now if it's a Christmas movie or not. <laughs> uh, the hard reality is that actually um, the reason I struggle with this is a lot of it's myself, a lot of it's my own insecurities, right, um, but one of the reasons is is because everything that I've said up to this point is absolutely true, it's the same story, nothing's changed. Um, and we're all familiar with it. I mean, if I was to, and I, I kind of went through, if I was to, to um, boil down all of my Christmas Eve messages into just a couple of maybe three or four different main points, I mean, 20 years of Christmas Eve messages, here you go, we have a huge problem we can't fix on our own. That comes out in every Christmas Eve message. And this huge problem that is ours. And, and while I'm talking about it, let me say this. It's not, it's not COVID. It's not Omicron. It's not... Uh, um, finances. It's not politics. It's not even relationships. Um, it's it's none of those things. The problem that we have, this this problem that we are unable to fix on our own, is the fact that we have been separated from God because of our sin, and there is no effort, there is no accomplishments that we can stack high enough to make that relationship right, and, and so that leaves us in this place where we're stuck. And, and so that comes up in every Christmas Eve message that we have this huge problem that we can't do anything about on our, our own. Another um, key message of Christmas Eve messages is God demonstrates his power in some pretty unexpected ways. That's, the, that's kind of one of the themes throughout the christmas story you get this young teenage girl is going to be a, a mom uh, her husband joseph who we just read the angels speaking to her her husband joseph is this unsuspecting carpenter he's going to be the stepdaddy uh, of jesus the the royal birth announcement as the the court of heaven comes in angels and proclaims with the loudest voice glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill to men uh, declares to the shepherds unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord that royal birth announcement goes to shepherds um, pretty much the the lowest class individual at, at the time and, and so why would God do that a baby I mean we would expect God to come in and deal with the brokenness and that problem that we have with a soldier a warrior um a great flash of lightning and a thunder and and just explosions like you would see in in in, in Die Hard honestly um <laughs> i think that's the last time i'm going to refer to it we'll see uh but instead what we end up with is a baby uh in a manger uh, a feeding trough uh and and, he, and and not only that but he's born in this backwoods a tired little town called Bethlehem. I mean, we know Bethlehem today because of the story. Nobody knew Bethlehem back then. Bethlehem is this tiny little place. God does, um, um, God demonstrates his power in unexpected ways. You trace that a little further, right? Through the life of Christ, all the way up to that moment that the nails are driven through his hands and feet. A savior crucified. You see him laid in the tomb. A savior who doesn't even have his own tomb, his own graveyard, a borrowed tomb. I mean, what is God doing? And then, and then unexpectedly and gloriously, three days later, that tomb is empty. God demonstrates his power in unexpected ways. That's, that's certainly the picture of this, uh, this the picture that is in this story of Christmas. Um, that the other point, another point is, it's not just about a baby, it's about the Savior uh, this baby that's born in the manger grows up and demonstrates with His wisdom and power and authority that He's the Son of God who has come to give His life as a ransom for those who would put their faith and trust in Him. This, this same Jesus willingly received into Himself the death on the cross to, to serve as our substitute, uh, to serve as our tribute, to, to serve as our ransom, our rescue. And then after he was crucified and he was buried and, and he, was, he was set aside for three days, but then he victoriously rose from the grave, proving that he is not just any man. He is the Son of God, risen with power, risen with healing in his wings. And so that's a picture of Christmas too, right? I mean, you, you've got, uh, we have this huge problem we can't fix on our own. God loves to demonstrate his power in unexpected ways. And then Christmas is about more than just a baby. It's, it's about the Savior. Um, and that's the whole reason we have hope. That's the reason we have hope. And so tonight, I don't know where you are. If you're sitting at home in front of your fireplace with your family and friends, maybe you're not able to be with your family and friends because of this most recent uh, COVID run that has occurred and, and you're alone. You're alone and, and, and it's, it's frustrating and it's, it's overwhelming. Let me, let me encourage you um, it's always been about Jesus. We, we, we quickly proclaim Jesus is the reason for the season, right? I mean, that, that's been the battle cry for conservative Christians for a number of years. I mean, there's a war on Christmas. Jesus is the reason for Christmas. Keep Christ in Christmas. And that's all fine and good. But then when we get uncomfortable around Christmas and begin to get discouraged and depressed and, and, and overwhelmed with the fact that we don't get to have what we've always had at Christmas, then it causes us to ask the question, is Jesus really the reason for your season? Um, let me be clear. That point is preached at myself. Um, this is discouraging. <laughs> Things have been amazing and just exploding and popping and we had uh, hundreds upon hundreds of people signed up for these Christmas Eve services, opportunities to share the gospel and, and it looked like this was going to be the moment and, and, and what I found after um, the painstaking decision that we made to cancel services is that my hope, my confidence, um, my joy was wrapped up more in the service than in the Savior. And so um, we have hope. Because Jesus is more than just a baby. And so, so honestly, as you look back over the last years of every Christmas Eve message I've ever preached, um, that's kind of it. And it's kind of discouraging that that's kind of it. Um, but let me be clear. Um, none of the story has changed. You, you, the message is so hard to prepare year after year after year because there's nothing new to say. It's it's uh, it's the same message. and And I think that might be the point. I think that is, in fact, the point. The story never changes and that's why there's hope for the world. I mean, I've been around a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of people. This week I've talked to more people than I've talked to in months and my... I don't know, my my super keen ability uh, to read the obvious that's going on behind the scenes. Um, We're living in a pretty dark day. Um, Last year at this time, we just couldn't wait for the calendar to turn. And and and, um, I'm guilty of it. I cautioned against it, and yet I fell into the same trap. Man, when 2021 comes, this all gets better. And in fact, uh, that didn't happen. Uh, So what was happening is I was putting my hope in tomorrow. And in fact, hope isn't found in tomorrow. Uh, again, we're reminded, COVID's the gift that just keeps on giving. Um, the hope isn't in COVID disappearing. Hope isn't in all of your relational issues suddenly being solved. Hope isn't um, in any of those things being being fixed. Um, people are concerned around us. People are worried. People are anxious. People are angry. Uh, they're not sure what they're going to do. They don't know how to fix any of this. And, and, and I'll be honest, we laugh about that little video we just watched. Um, but the reality is those are the things we tend to obsess about and be overwhelmed with when it comes to Christmas. We want the joy, hope, peace of Christmas. Where can we find it? Is it, is, it, is it in the, the perfect Christmas gift? Is it in the cheap Christmas gift? Is it in the right dinner? Is it in the, the relationships of family being perfect? Well, I'm going to tell you the same words that I preached last year and the years before that. In fact, here at Uniontown Bible Church, uh, this is a little history for you. There's been 206 Christmas Eves since Uniontown became a church. And, and I can't prove it, but I would, I would say it's safe to assume that in the 206 years of Christmas Eve services and the, the 27 pastors who have come to Uniontown Bible Church before me, we've all said the same thing. And it, and it might get boring year after year after year. Or, it could be the greatest news ever. 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, God looked down into a world that was broken. And, and despite the mess we had made of it, He loved us anyway. And today we get to celebrate that a baby came into the world, not just a baby, a savior came into the world offering real love. That was 2,000 years ago, but the story is the exact same. The story of Christmas is this. God loved us and sent his son. And it's super easy to get distracted about things that Christmas shouldn't be about. It's easy to get distracted by the things that are surrounding us. I mean, The angel has to come to Joseph and say, Joseph, listen, it's not about controlling the narrative. It's not about understanding each and every piece of the puzzle. It's not about all those things. The angel says, listen, don't be afraid. God's got you. Don't be afraid. God is at work. Don't be afraid. The answer is in this little boy named Jesus, the one who's going to save his people from their sins. The answer has always been the same. Jesus It's about Jesus. So no matter what happens today, no matter what happens tonight, no matter what happens tomorrow, no matter what happens next week, the the message and the theme of hope in Christmas comes down to not an event, not the warm fuzzies, not a great fireplace and hot chocolate. Those things are wonderful. Not about a white Christmas. I love a white Christmas. Not about being able to sit down. I lied and watch Die Hard. Sorry, came up one more time. The hope of Christmas isn't in any of those things. The hope of Christmas is found in Jesus Christ, the one who was sent by his Father, because his father loved the world so much. And, and, and Jesus Christ, who willingly laid down his life and gave his life as a ransom for those who had put their faith in him. The message of Christmas is always going to be the same. It's always been the same. It'll always be the same. And, I, and it might be boring, and I'm, I'm sorry. But the message of hope is wrapped up in Jesus, who he is and what he's done. So if you're watching us tonight, you have no idea what that's about, man, we would love to help you. If you would shoot us an email at office at utown.org, we'd love to have a conversation with you. You can throw something in the comments and that might be a little public for you, but that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll treat that with care and and, and, um, integrity. Um, We we don't want to sell you anything. Uh, What we want to do is we want to explain to you what it means to know Jesus Christ. Even better, we want to help you understand what it means to be known by God. And as God looked at you, separated from him, unable to do anything about it yourself, God looked down and said, that one. Let me send my son, Jesus Christ, to give his life as a ransom for that one. And if you would put your faith and trust in Christ, that doesn't mean give an offering, that doesn't mean attend a church, that doesn't mean click like a thousand times. What it means is simply admitting with your mouth what your life demonstrates every day, that you are separated from God because of your sin. And you can't do anything about it to to change that, to fix that, but God who is rich in mercy, loved you and sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die in your place. And Jesus died, was buried, and then rose again from the dead, proving that the payment for your sin was enough, proving that the check is cleared. That's what Christmas is actually all about. Spoiler alert. Next year's message is probably going to be the same thing. Thank God for that hope. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for those who have jumped online to watch tonight. Thank you for the uniqueness of the situation. Thank you for um, technology. God, I thank you far beyond any of that for being a God who loves us, who cares for us, who's concerned for us, who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for us. Father, may may we respond in the right way. May we put our faith, hope, and confidence in Jesus. I pray for those who may not know you. I pray that right now, as they wrestle in their own hearts, as your Spirit prods them and draws them to you, Father, may they yield themselves to you and put their trust in a Savior that is, is perfect and loving. And then, Father, for those of us who have known you for a long time, I pray that you would forgive us for allowing our focus to change. May in these days, these weeks, these months, our eyes be fixed on Jesus and Jesus alone. We love you, and we thank you for these things. In Jesus' precious and matchless name, amen. So, thanks for being with us online tonight. Um, We appreciate you. We love you. We look forward to gathering together again. Again, just by way of reminder, our service on Sunday, December 26th, will be online only. It'll be pretty short. It'll be at 9 a.m. on Sunday, December 26th. We will not be meeting in person. Our hope, plan, and goal uh, is to be able to meet in person again come January 2nd. So we'll keep you posted on that. Love you guys. On behalf of my family, myself, Merry Christmas.